Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Gambling Feud. Partner with Coda Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets. Hitting checks. Hitting checks. Hitting necks. I bet. Let's hit some bets. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, like I'm a pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers, locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, like I'm a pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers. Welcome, everyone, to the Gambling Feud Podcast, episode 34. As always, the Gambling Feud Podcast is sponsored by Rogue Energy. Let's get right to it. My name is Kyle Comish. You can find me on Twitter at Comdog. And joining me, as always, for 34 episodes in a row, my cousin and co-host at DJ Low 4422 DJ Luch. DJ, how are we doing today? It's another week to have a good week, and I'm, you know, doing good. Life's good. Just keep rolling. Keep positive, positive vibes only, Kyle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And big announcement on the show, DJ. Big announcement. You and me, this weekend, we got boots on the ground in Fargo, North Dakota. The CEO of the Dakota Sports Gaming Network invited me and DJ to his wedding. When the CEO invites you, you got to go. But, like, to be to be real, though, we're really thankful that Pace invited us. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to Pace's wedding, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, no, it'll be fun just to be able to interact with people that you've been interacting with only online. So we get to see people in person and have a couple drinks and celebrate uh, matrimony. And it'll be it'll be good stuff. It'll be all fun vibes. And a lot of the people from the network are going to be there. So it'll be I'm excited. Uh, hopefully we can get a couple drinks in Kyle and get some dance moves, maybe some live videos or something. Who knows? Oh, Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, my fiance has to stay back because she is uh we're moving to a new house, so she's doing doing the moving and stuff like that. But she she would normally control me with those kind of dance moves. But I tell you what, if the if the drinks are flowing and I, and I heard that uh we got permission to use the drinks on the company credit card. Yep, yeah. See, or the company card has been authorized for company personnel only. So not many people at the wedding will be able to use it, but uh Kyle, me, Pumba, and maybe Josh, if we can get him there. Well, we'll be uh, drinks for free on the company card. So, Coda Sports Network's booming, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. We're looking forward to it. We're driving up Friday night, and we're just gonna see what the. Have you been to North Dakota, DJ? That'll be my first time in North Dakota. I don't think I have, but no, I don't think I have. I don't think North Dakota is one of the states I don't think I've been to. All right. Yeah. Well, I, be- didn't you go to the Black Hills? But that's in South Dakota. Yeah, no, I I don't think I've I've been in North Dakota, but it I'm no I'm pumped. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna just see what what the town of Fargo, North Dakota brings. Fargo, turn up! The boys are pulling up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, uh, let let's get to it. We got an action-packed episode today. We got a great guest picker who's gonna come on later on in the show. Let's start the show as always with our takes. Our takes is basically. Stuff that's going on in sports that me and DJ can have just a little conversation about. So, uh, uh, DJ, I'll, I'll start off here. So, uh, after benching Spencer Rattler against Texas, Lincoln Riley ended up turning to Caleb Williams, and he told the media after the game that there was no set QB name for the game against TCU. So, what he did was he closed practices to the media, but still allowed the media to interview after practices. And a student reporter for Oklahoma, very much looking for a story, looked onto the practice field from a room in the dorms and used binoculars and saw that Caleb Williams was getting first team reps. So uh, he, he reported that and Riley got so mad about it that he ended up closing all practices and did not ha- allow any media contact after practice. William did end up getting the start on Saturday for the students as they won against TCU. But uh, DJ, was Lincoln Riley wrong for what he did? And uh, did the student reporter go too far to try to make a story when Lincoln didn't want the media to know about it? So I see both sides, I guess. Like, you don't want someone spying on your practices because all of a sudden they're selling your tape to TCU or they're selling, you know, you can profit there. Um, so, like, I understand why Lincoln would be upset. On the flip side, I kind of understand what this reporter – like, this reporter's trying to become big. They're trying to get to Barstool or they're trying to get to ESPN. They're trying to do something with their life. 
And so maybe this one big story helps them out, you know? So I understand like you, you want to have that big moment in journalism to get you to the top. So like, I see why he's doing what he's doing uh, on the flip side though. I don't think it matters if TCU knows that, Williams is getting your first team reps or Rattler's getting your first team reps. Like you shouldn't worry about what other teams know about your team. Just play your game and you'll win. So like focus internally. If we play the best we can pay play, we will beat anyone in the country. That should be your mentality. So I don't think it matters whether TCU found out or whatever, but I mean, like I said, I get it. I get both sides. Was it wrong? Probably did Lincoln Riley need to get free, like freak out that much. It's like, dude, come on. Like it's, it's, it's a, he's a kid he's in college like everyone does stupid stuff was it wrong sure but like it's not that big of a deal you're if you play your game you're gonna win on Saturday that's all that matters I mean you said it best I can see both sides of it that reporter what he did in a way was wrong because again this is something I really didn't want to happen but this happens all the time in media where people just like it happens where people will spy or just do what they can to get a story. And it's like, it, it happens all, all the time. Now on the, on the other side too, who cares who's getting the start? Everybody knows how doo do Rattler's been all season long. All of a sudden Caleb Williams has been Caleb Williams was 18 of 23 with four TDs, and almost 300 yards. The dude's a beast. So yes, everyone knows Rattler is gone, gone. So just, it, it is, it is what it is. He shouldn't have freaked out about it. It's not that big of a deal, but um, I can see why he was a little upset. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Uh, so yeah, on to mine, uh, Giannis. I don't know if you've seen, have you seen any preseason Giannis highlights? First question, I guess. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. So they've just been all over Twitter and Giannis, his preseason highlights are insane. He looks like a completely different player in such a good way. Uh, he's pulling up, he's pulling up and shooting three pointers and making them. He's pulling up and shooting two point mid range. Like his shooting ability, both off the dribble and catch and shoot look significantly better than they've ever looked. Uh, and so I guess my question is, if this, if this is real, if Giannis can do this every single game, does he have any flaws in his game? And then in addition to this, why can't other players, Ben Simmons, uh, get better at shooting or the little things in the offseason like Giannis clearly showed he did he's like hey I, I'm bad at shooting that's one of my major flaws I'm gonna work at it I'm gonna work at it I'm gonna work at it and he, he got better like it shows in in the game uh, like is it a commitment issue or do these players not care or like is there's a bad coaching like why can't everyone improve on their flaws when it's not like size based or athletic based like Isaiah Thomas isn't going to dunk it. He can't really improve that, you know? So, like, when it's not something physically limited, when it's something like shooting or dribbling or something where you can work every day, like, why are more players not doing that? Well, as far as if there's going to be flaws to Giannis's game, if there's flaws, there's not many. I mean, the, the dude is as big, big as hell. He can drive and with – very little resistance pretty much from the deep from the defense he can and if he can shoot the shot shoot like any shot from anywhere i mean that that's just tough to guard now the the main flaw that might happen is maybe he gets too cocky of himself and starts taking some dumb shots that might be the only flaw if but that's an if like we don't know if that would ever be the case but as far as if there's flaws if there is it'd be very minimal uh is the commitment issue that teams that players aren't doing this yes in my in my opinion like you like Lonzo Ball has had one of the ugliest shots and look at what he did last season but it was because of the commitment he had in the offseason and it was the good coaching he had part of it is coaching like look at Markel Fultz Markel Fultz got ruined by the 76ers he was a beast in college he got ruined by the 76ers he's slowly starting to gain his his shot back and look at him in the magic when he's not hurt Markel Fultz is a beast so yes it's it's off-season training, and it does take commitment, but it also takes good coaching as well. Yeah, Priest Kyle, that was yeah, 100% agree. Uh, like you said with the honest, I the the thing is, I, I harp on this a lot. You have your natural shooters and your learned shooters. Steph Curry is a natural shooter; the dude can just shoot. Clay Thompson, natural shooter, uh, and then you have your learned shooters. Giannis has to be a learned shooter because he, he's seven foot basically 
Like, it's just awkward to shoot that way. It's hard to be a – like, Dirk might have been one of the few dudes. Dirk and Durant are the only, like, seven-footers who are just natural shooters. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I don't think Giannis – like you said, I don't think Giannis really has any flaws if this shooting holds up. Because, like, that was his one major flaw is the dude just can't shoot. Uh, and for guys not being able to progress, it's like, dude, this is your job. Everybody else's job, they have to get better at it or they get, like – things happen that aren't good like if you want to progress in your job at all you have to work and get better and it's just ridiculous to me when a dude's in the seventh eighth year in in his career like deandre jordan why can he not shoot a free throw bro what are you doing in the offseason shoot two thousand free throws a day i know you have the free time you're a millionaire you get paid millions to play basketball why are you not shooting free throws every single day? Like, how does how do you not improve a little? Even if you go from shooting 30% from free throw to shooting 40%. Like, even if it's minor or even like 35, you only increase, increase 5%. It's just, it's ridiculous to me that players can't get better in the offseason when it's little things like that. And like you said, you gave two perfect examples with Markel Foles and Lonzo Ball. Both of them, like, have shown that, like, if you if you put your mind to something with good coaching, you can improve on little things. Like I said, there's certain limits, obviously, like physical physicality. Like, yeah, you can stack on mass, but like some people just can't stack on as much as other people. And you know, there, there's different there's different realms to that. But essentially, the little things like shooting, dribbling, stuff you can work at every single day. You should get better through your career. All the greats do. Everyone gets better. Even LeBron, like when he first started, wasn't as good of a shooter as he is now. Like everyone gets better. So it's just frustrating when dudes like Ben Simmons or dudes who just can't shoot don't ever get better. Like even uh, uh, Rondo, Rondo, when he first came up, was not a shooter. He didn't shoot at all. He would pass. He'd pass open a wide open layup for a wide open three. Like the dude wouldn't shoot. And now in his career, he's actually like he can actually shoot pretty decently because he's learned to do it. He's adjusted as he's gotten less athletic. Ah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous that dudes don't consistently uh, try to improve. But nonetheless, let's let's get this train going before I get on 12 different side rants. Um, yeah, let's go to the mic drop sponsored by Rogue Energy. All right, let's do it. Well, uh, DJ. We all need a little boost of energy during the weekdays at work, but do you think there's anything out there that can give you that boost of energy without putting a lot of sugar in your body? Kyle, there's no way there's anything out there like that. Well, believe it or not, there is. It's Rogue Energy. Rogue Energy is an alternative to the sugary energy drinks that can make you get a boost of energy and crash really quickly while also putting a lot of sugar in your body. Rogue Energy comes in four unique product lines to best suit your personal needs. They're low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula, is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Their extreme formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. Their hydration line offers focus ingredients without the added caffeine. Drink it anytime you're thirsty. Finally, their shake formula is delicious zero-calorie energy milkshake. The thing that makes Rogue Energy unique from other powdered drinks is that it dissolves really, really well, and you won't find any chalky textures in your drink. With over 10 different flavors to choose from, we at the Gambling Feud Podcast and the Code Sports Dep- Gambling Network Definitely recommend Rogue Energy. Go to their website, www.rogueenergy.com, and use the promo code CODA, that is K-O-T-A, to receive 10% off your order. Again, that is www.rogueenergy.com, and use the promo code CODA. Uh, DJ, I'll, I'll go first. So, obviously, I knew this was going on because I bet a few games, and Pace knew it was going on because it's a big better this game, but... I don't think hardly anybody knew the WNBA finals was going on. And like the WNBA, they want to gain respect. They want to gain viewership, but there's one thing that everybody needs to do that the WNBA is horrible at. And that's advertising. Nobody knew the WNBA finals was going on. Nobody knew that these two teams are playing. Like I will watch a WNBA game. If it's a good one, Brittany Griner is unbelievable. Like, just the footwork she does in the post, how good she is at just, like, posting up and get getting buckets way ta- taller than other people and stuff like that. You know, uh, Diana Taurasi was hurt, but, like, she's a beast. Just all around Candace Parker. Candace Parker was one of my favorite WMA players growing up. She was playing in that, in, in that series. Like, there's so many big players going on, and the WNBA failed to advertise about it. And what – and the their biggest thing was, like, 
well, we have it on ESPN and stuff like that. You had it on ESPN during college football time. You had it on ESPN during the MLB playoffs. Like you're having it at terrible times. Scheduling in the WNBA is horrible. And they're out there. We want we want the same respect as as, as guys and stuff like that. You deserve that. I'm not going to deny, deny that in a heart. Like they they put the work in. They deserve that. But they got to advertise to get that. It's not just oh I I don't know what's going on. Let me just turn on the channel and see if there's a WNBA game going on. Nobody does that. They want to <laughs> know who's playing. They want to know where it's at. They want to know what's going on and stuff like that. And the WNBA is horrible at it. They need to do a better job advertising if they want their viewership to go up. And they're also complaining about wages and stuff like that. Do they deserve higher wages than what they're getting? Absolutely. But once again, you got to get viewers for that to happen. You don't just get money just because you get money based on revenue, based on viewership, based on ticket sales, stuff like that. Ticket sales, I don't know if you watched any of the WNBA games, DJ, but ticket sales were amazing. They were sold out arenas. But if they could just do that same type of advertising with the games, the WNBA could go up and up and beyond. But they got to advertise. That's what it comes down to. If they want to get the respect they deserve, they got to do a better job of advertising. Yeah, I, I honestly did not know about it until some dude at work said something. And I think it like the next day was game seven or that night was game seven. And I was like, oh, wow, like they've played an entire playoffs. And I had no idea, just didn't know. And then I saw a tweet after the game won, and I was like, oh, the, the NBA, like WNBA finals is just over. And I didn't watch a single game, didn't even know about it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do think they need to do better. I think there's a lot of like the MLB is terrible as well, but it's like you got to schedule it at times when like there's nothing else on. Like, no offense to the WNBA, but like from my personal standpoint, if there's a college football game on or the WNBA, I'm probably going to watch college football. Like that's, that's more interesting in my personal opinion. Other people can have different opinions. That's what makes everyone's different. That's what makes the society so great is that we can have different opinions and that's fine. Uh, so, but when you don't even know that it's on and you don't schedule it during times when there's nothing else on, like what, why is there a season? Why does their like playoffs and stuff all come to a, you know, an end right as everything else is going. So you're yeah. scheduling your finals when the NHL is first starting, when MLB postseason is, when the NBA is about to start, when NFL is in its prime, when college football is in its prime. Like, why don't you change your season so that your your finals are during the dead time when there's nothing going on? There's just a baseball game on. Like, that's it. Like, schedule it differently so that you can take advantage of people being like, ah, there's nothing else to watch. I'll watch this. W. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, wow, like, this is actually a good game to watch. Like, I might actually, you know, then you get them interested. But if you don't ever schedule it so that you can get them interested, you're never going to get them. And yeah, do they deserve higher wages? Sure. But like you said, it's based on revenue. And the and like I hate when they compare WNBA players to NBA players because like, dude, NBA players generate so much more revenue. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm telling you the numbers, the physical statistics behind it. And we, we've touched on this in the W or on the High and Inside podcast multiple times. And it's like it's hard as a man to talk about this topic without sounding sexist. But, like, we'll address, like, the college the, – the women's softball World Series is so fun. Like, those games are electric. They're always at, like, times in the middle of summer. You're like, oh, there's nothing else to do. Like, and they're, they're just fun to watch. Like, it's a good – it's good entertainment. And the same with, like, some UFC fighters. Like, some UFC female fighters are so awesome. And they draw a crowd and they get paid. Like, there it's not just, um, like, picking on women. It's, it's the way the WNBA organizes it all that's ruining – their chances of making more money ruining their public like getting public people to watch it's other female sports are able to succeed why are they not able to you know it, it comes down to them it's not the players it's not the sport it's it's the league it's it's there in a long way that's how i can put it without you know crossing any lines or anything no i mean you you said you said it great there's like a month or a two month span where there's just baseball game on you mean to tell me you can't have the playoffs and the finals during that two month span. Like it, it's ridiculous. Like you, like you said, I'm not saying to be a dick. I love watching the WNBA. I'm, I'm a guy who, who will watch. I know pace at the network watches the WNBA and bets on them religiously and stuff like that, but they got to do a better job of scheduling and they got to do a better job of advertising. hundred percent agree. hundred percent agree. Um, so mine, uh, mic drop isn't as passionate or as, factual base it's just more of a standard of life of anybody that roots for a college football team an nfl team and plays fantasy football 
the old triple loss. We've touched on it in the high and inside podcast, but when your college football team loses and then your NFL team loses and then you lose in fantasy, it's just a tough week. It's, it's an American problem. Um, do I think you deserve Mondays off or Tuesdays off if you lose on a Monday night game? I, I, I could consider a half day should be necessary for all Americans when you go through the triple loss. It's just your morale is down that week. Now, on the flip side, your college football team wins, your uh, NFL team wins, and your fantasy team wins. That week, you're just pumping, man. Life is good. Your, your, your teams are good. You're talking about your teams at the water cooler, and you're, you're feeling good. Like, life is good. And it's just crazy to me how, like, minor things like a college football team and NFL team and your fantasy team can impact your life so much. Um, but yeah, the other week, I guess the Vikings technically won. So it wasn't a triple loss, but the Hawks got embarrassed. The Vikings won, which I did call out that win to my buddy, uh, Faye JT. I was like, dude, this is such a Vikings game to win. Like that. It doesn't make like they shouldn't win this game and they just will because why wouldn't they? But nonetheless, um, and then my fantasy team lost. And in one of the leagues I lost in, I was the second highest scoring team. And you know how much that hurts to score more points than everyone but the one dude who beat you. I'm just like, come on. I'm literally match me up. Roll the dice. Match me up with anybody else in this league. And I win. So, yeah, just it's an American problem going through the triple loss. And all I got to say is if someone goes through the triple loss, try and pump them up, try and fluff them up a little bit, give them some positive vibes. Because they're going through a lot right now. And it's an American problem that needs to be addressed. And the only way to address it is just positive vibes. So we just need this entire society, instead of being so toxic, negative, and tearing people down, we need positive, uplifting, a cheapy vibe, you could say. Oh, 100%. And that's where the cheapy community, like, is, is good. But no, you, you, said, you said it right, DJ. That is the, the absolute worst to, to do that. And to have the second most points and lose, like, you don't deserve just a half day. You deserve a full day for stuff like that. Or like losing by a bare minimum. Like, for example, like my dad had the Bills tight end going into Monday night. He lost by 0.2 because he got injured. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, the heart. That's a that's day off worthy, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we're just trying to keep morale high. And it's, yeah. Oh, that, oh those, those hurt, though, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's get this train rolling. Uh, we got one more segment for the guest picker, the uh, trivia question of the week. Shout out Kyle for this idea. Uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. So uh, I got to thinking about this. I don't know why I'm just a random guy who just thinks about random stats. You know me, but I just got to thinking about this. So I was curious, who is the all time leader in the NBA for steals in a career? That's a good question. Um, oh man, I'm thinking it's gotta be one of those, like a Stockton or someone like that, like an old point guard, maybe magic Johnson. It's gotta be someone. No, what was oh, the only player that the last player to win defensive or the last guard to win defensive player of the year, Peyton or something. Um, who is it? Oh, it's the it's the last guard because it just goes to centers every year the defensive player of the year and this what's his name do you know who I'm talking about the guard who won the last guard to win defensive player of the year You're thinking of Gary Payton yeah yep yep that's my answer I'm going with Gary Payton you should have stuck with the answer you had before it was John, John Stockton no ah uh, I always bring the idea of one of the players up and then I never choose that player it happens every time with your question I swear. See, and I got to thinking about it because I'm like, who could it be? Because, like, I thought of Gary Payton. I know Iverson was up there for a long time. Yep. I knew Michael Jordan was up there, but I just couldn't think of who it was. And I'm like, Stockton? I mean, Stockton's ahead of second place by probably 200 steals. So, I mean, he's, like, the all-time assist by a large margin, and he's the all-time steals by a large margin. So, put some respect on John Stockton's name. Yeah, Stockton Malone. Great combo. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. No, that's I, I would not have guessed that, even though I almost guessed it. So it is what it is. I'm bad at these trivia questions. I need soup. Soup's the uh, core to my uh, team, my yeah. uh, trivia team. Uh, yeah. So last week, I think I did most receptions in a game. Uh, so I thought I'd do something similar. Uh, who? So obviously every year someone leads the league in touchdowns, uh, you know, receiving touchdowns, I guess I should say. Who has the record for the most receiving touchdowns in a single season? 
another tough one because like there's the obvious ones you you think you think of so um boy but i wouldn't think you would give me a an easy one but at the same time you might give me an easy one just to fool me i i um, mean it, it, i can give you the number it's 23 touchdowns in a in the in a season and it's it's an it's i wouldn't say it's obvious but it's not going to be a receiver it's an obvious receiver if that makes sense like it's, it's a obvious but it's not an obvious well, it's not like the most obvious, but it's like it's like a receiver you could easily think. Like if if yeah, I don't know. It's it's too. It, I think it's kind of obvious actually, but I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna go it's with Calvin he, Johnson. Okay, not correct. So the number one is Randy Moss with 23. Okay. The one year he played with Tom Brady. Oh sure, sure. Yep, the season he played with Tom Brady, they set records: 23 touchdowns. Randy Moss. Um, but yeah, I think number two was Jerry Rice with like 20 some. And I think Calvin Johnson was actually up there as well. So that's why like Jerry Rice would, I felt like would have been the obvious answer, but Randy Moss with, uh, Tom Brady, but yeah, I keep giving you super hard ones. I, I gotta, gotta find an easier one for you. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. But, uh, so that'll, that'll do it for our trivia question of the week. Let's move on to our guest pick em. And on to our next and second favorite segment, I'll say the guest pick them sponsored by Pitchfork Egg. Pitchfork Egg is a great company out of Lamar's, Iowa. They, they do lawnmowers, snowblowers. I mean, they, they literally do it all, build hog barns. Uh, they got a great staff there. Uh, so if you're in Lamar's and you need a snowblower or you even need your lawnmower fixed, check out Pitchfork Egg. It's a family owned and operated company. Uh, and yeah, they sponsor the uh, guest pick them. So the guest pick them. We are wrapping it up here, Kyle. We're getting close to the end here because uh, in December-ish, we are going to start the Elite Eight. The top eight guest pickers from this 2021 year will compete against each other for a prize of TBD. Uh, still trying to figure out what exactly that prize is. Maybe some merch and then for sure some sort of cash prize. Entry is free. So it's really just a guaranteed uh, profit. I mean, you, you either win or you don't, I guess. So no reason to lay it all out there, but quickly we'll do the uh, current standings here. In first place, we have Dan Angle at 11.29 units. The CEO of the Coda, Coda Sports uh, Gambling Network, Pace Meyer at plus 11.21. Alex Long, co-host uh, of the High and Inside podcast at 10.6 units. Soup, uh, Josh Campbell, uh, everyone knows him. He's all over Twitter. Uh, in fourth place at 8.10 units. Von Fluchoke, uh in fifth place with 6.76 units. And I believe he is the sole uh, host of uh, Throwing Bows, the UFC podcast for the Coda Sports Network. Uh, in sixth place, we have Pumba uh, at plus 5.6 units. Tyler DeVos, the founder of Muddy Bites, which is blowing up. If you've been at Muddy Bites, check that out. He's in seventh place at plus 4.38 units. And finally, the representation of Luch Farms, Alex Luch at plus 3.77 units. Uh, so, yeah, we got another guest picker on, a new guy in the network. And, yeah, Kyle, take it away. Learn about him. Yeah, DJ, well said. So we actually just met uh, met him just a few minutes ago. We met him at first, but we met him on Twitter this week. He just recently joined the network. Uh, DG Bets, how are we doing today? I'm doing great, brother. How are you? Doing doing all right. Glad we were able to to get you on, get to know you a little bit. So, uh, real quick, just uh, tell the listeners at home just a little bit about yourself. What you up? What you up to? Where you at? What are you doing? Okay, all right. Um, I'm based out of um, um, in Indiana, and um, I've been a sports betting since uh, since 2019. Um, when um, it went uh. Well, um, when it first came up uh, here, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just uh having a great time, man. Had a great time, and um, like I said, um, I uh do blogs uh currently on the network, and um, I'll, I'll be doing a podcasting. So, yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, T- tell us a little bit about that podcast. That's the first me and DJ have heard about that. What's what what you gonna do with the podcast? Oh, um, it's I. Currently, I think it's gonna be bi-weekly, and um, 
I'll be doing uh, picks and uh, analysis, and um, I'll um, try to cover as much of the gauntlet as I can, uh, probably uh, football, basketball, uh, baseball, and maybe some uh, hockey, too. Nice. No, that'll be that'll be awesome. I'm glad to have another podcast going on at the network. That's that's for sure. And uh, so I know you're only a week into this. I don't know how much you've really interacted with the other people at the network, but how are you? How are you liking being a part of the network thus far? I love it so far. I mean, um, all of the uh, folks I've, I've uh, talked to, um, which is uh, yourself, uh, Pace, um, and your cousin, you know, they're, they're uh, great. And um, I have been um, extremely happy since I've been here, and I'm sure that that's going to um, continue on. Absolutely. Well, like I said, we're, we're really excited to get it get you on we'll have to add you to our uh, gambling group chat we got going on we got a group chat just of us talking talking games talking lines so we'll definitely try and swing to get you into that and stuff like that and there's actually a person at the network uh dan angel he's also from indiana so you nice. might have to talk to him about stuff like that too so that's awesome okay okay yeah so uh Talk to us a little bit about like your sports teams. Who do you root for? Who's your uh, favorite teams in sports? Let's see. Um, well, um, I, I'm like I cover a lot of ground because um, I'm from South Carolina, so um, I root for the Clemson Tigers in uh, football, um, in basketball. Um, I pull for the Pacers and the Pros, and in college I pull for Kansas. Okay. And um, in baseball, um, I'm trying to pull for the Reds in uh, baseball. And in football, I am a Chicago Bears fan. Okay, so you do cover quite a bit of ground in all the all the sports. Yes. <laughs> but hey, not nothing wrong with that. Hey, I'm your Tigers, man. I I hope they they turn it around. I was predicting them to be in the College Football Playoff this year. Really. Yeah, See, I, I'm 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 not um confident in their quarterback. I don't think that he's the guy. I oh. do, do not think he's the guy. <laughs> he can't be the guy if nobody can ever pronounce his last name. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so you talked a little bit about um, you started betting whenever it became legal in Indiana in 2019, I guess. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about like how that first started for you? What games like you started to bet on, and I guess what game, what sports you bet on currently? Yeah, um, I bet on um the um the pros in football, um, uh, college football, the pros in basketball. Um, I bet on baseball. Um, I've even uh, um, hit on Korean um baseball as well so i you know i i cover a lot of ground uh, in that uh aspect too uh the first game that i bet on um when it went um when it uh became um official here was um oklahoma and kansas state and um kansas state was um up at half and i think i put 75 bucks on state to win and they won so i was like hey man good times <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that worked out for you because i was not a happy camper after the end of that game <laughs> i am an oklahoma fan so oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah okay um okay so uh with that being said um do you think that um spencer uh rattler is turning pro or do you think that um that uh he'll uh head to um a, a, a different school I think I think he's got to head to a different school just because of the fact Me that too. he he got benched he got benched in the middle of the season and he just is he's been a, it it seemed like in that Texas game when they were down and Rattler was playing bad the team kind of started to follow his his lead and then when Caleb right. Williams came in then the team started uh, picking up the pace a little bit started playing for him I just think Rattler's a terrible leader and I think he needs to go to another school because I think his because he was projected the number one pick for a long time and I just don't think he's near like i don't even know if he's first round right now yeah right okay so nope that's my that's my two cents on that but uh yeah no it's it's awesome to have you around i'm really excited about that podcast i'm looking forward to 
hear, hearing that. And uh, yeah, so uh, DJ, you got anything for him before we uh, get into the slate of games? I just got one thing, one thing only. How can you le- live in Indiana and not root for the Hoosiers basketball? That just seems like a sin. I don't oh, know much. Okay. Okay. Well, I've pulled for Kansas since I was young. So, okay. you know, yeah. Well, and uh, actually, um, I pulled for the Bears as well. Like, I didn't think that it was right, like, to stop uh, pulling for them, like, simply because we had had the Panthers. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here, and you know, hey, <laughs> this is where I'll be. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I respect that. I respect that, hundred percent. Uh, it's just, yeah, Iowa's kind of a weird state where there's no pro team. So, like, you got when, especially on NFL Sundays, like, you go to class, like, as a, when you're in high school on Mondays, and everyone's talking about teams and like. People are just all different directions. You got Bears fans, Vikings fans, like Chiefs fans. Then you got Titans fans. And you're just like everyone's just all over the map. And that's what's kind of cool about Iowa. But I knew when it came to college basketball, it was Hoosier or die there. But I understand if you were a fan when you were young, it makes sense. It adds up. The math is checking out. I'll say that. Right. <laughs> got you, bro. Got you. <laughs> but yeah, no, other than that, Kyle, yeah, let's get to some games. Let's get to some picks and let's see if we can get OG bets in the Elite Eight and maybe get them some money. Let's go. All right. right. Sounds good. Well, he got, well, uh, DG got the rundown here before the show started, but just for you viewers at home who maybe not know, he gets five units per game. He can use that however he chooses. He can use two on the spread, two in the over-under, one on the money line. He can use all five units on one thing. He can parlay. He can do team totals. He can do half totals. Literally can do anything he, he wants. He doesn't even have to use all five units he doesn't want to. The only rule he has is he has five units per game. So that's how the show will st- how the contest will go. So let's uh let's go right into a baseball the baseball game. We got the ALCS going on between the Astros and the Red Sox tonight at four o'clock on FS1. Red Sox are currently leading the series two to one. Obviously, game four is going on as we record, but the Astros lead the series, the season series six to three. Obviously, no line is set because the game is being played tonight. But uh, DJ, what are your just overall thoughts about how the ALCS is going so far? It's I been, think... You said DG. I thought you said DJ. That's on me. That's on me. You go. You go. Well, both, you go, brother. Both of you talk about. Uh, <laughs> all, all good. All good. Um, when, when you hit as many grand slams as the Sox have hit, like it's safe to say that you have the mo- mo- momentum heading into the next game. So uh, I'm I'm feeling really good about their chances to win tomorrow. Um, so much so that I think I'm gonna put four units on Boston. Ooh, Hell yeah. okay. And and we'll obviously get that uh, get that line to DG because it it hasn't gone out yet. But um, yeah, I mean, just just for me personally, like the, the there's two big X factors. In, in this in this game for me like for the Red Sox like Kyle Schwarber like Schwarber on the Cubs came up big and in the Red Sox that in game uh three he came up big as well so how he plays is going to be huge in regards to uh the Red Sox success and for the Astros man have you ever seen anyone drop as much as Jose Altuve has dropped he was so good in game one and then games two and three he is 0-9 so if if the Astros want a chance to win this game, he's got to get going. But I'm I'm with D I'm with DG. I just think uh, the Astros are done. I think the Red Sox got a good thing rolling here. I'm also taking Red Sox money line. The Red Sox are hot. I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, Kyle Schwarber was built for the postseason. Power left-handed hitter and above-average fielder. Now uh, he wasn't when he first started, but he's been with the Cubs. He got real good. I. This is tough because we don't like this is the hardest game to pick out of our slate because we don't know the starting pitching. We don't know like we don't know the, the Red Sox are currently up 2-1. Bregman hit a dinger in the first inning and then Xander Bogarts hit a two-run dinger in the bottom of the first. So we already got three runs in the one inning. I saw the over-under was 10 for this game. I'm like, wow. Uh, but that's I mean, they're on pace. Uh, Red Sox are hot right now. I I don't want to jump on have a unanimous pick here with all of three of us jumping on the Red Sox. 
Uh, but they're hot and the Astros are kind of cold. What was it like? O of 12 or something or O of 15 was the Bregman, Altuve, and then one other. They're like first three hitters for the Astros. Correa. Correa. Yeah. I think those first three hitters were O of like 15 or something last game. And it's like, you can't do that. And whereas the Red Sox are just, they're firing on all cylinders. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to ride the Red Sox. Uh, are they, is it a home game for them? It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, Red Sox at home all day. Give me that. But yeah. All right, so in, in DG is going to roll with the Red Sox for four units. Well, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, that'll do it for that game. Let's transition to a little bit of uh, college football here. We got a game uh, Saturday, October 23rd at 6 o'clock on ESPN between Tennessee and number four, Alabama. The line right now is Alabama minus 24 and a half and an over-under of 67. Uh DJ, what do we got for trends for this game? Yeah, so I completely forgot to pull up my website. Uh, I use sportsbook or sportsbook dot or sportsbookreview.com. Wow, words are hard. Uh, anyway, uh, and they always have uh, great lines, good good stats, data, but I completely forgot to pull it up, so I'm doing that right now. Uh, quick disclaimer, though, my internet has been real trash. Uh, Mediacom is bending me over a barrel. Uh, and screwing me so it's been so yeah if this audio is not as good uh blame mediacom call in i call in all the time they don't really care about me so it is what it is but uh, i'm trying to pull it up here quick well i'll talk about players to watch while you get yeah yeah i like that that's that's no big deal so for me the the players to, to watch for tennessee uh their quarterback hendon hooker i mean he uh, needs to have a big game at QB and all year long, he's been real, real solid. And I mean, like, like listen to these stats, like he's passed for nearly 1300 yards, 14 touchdowns and one INT. I mean, for being in the sec, that's some solid numbers. So he needs to have a really, really good game against his Alabama defense to, uh, to give Tennessee even a remote shot in this game. And then for Alabama, how can you think about anybody but Bryce young? Bryce Young is trying to prove that he is a Heisman winning QB even after that loss to Texas A&M. We'll see if that holds still. But just this season, he's passed for uh, 2,082 yards, which is seventh in the nation, 24 TDs, which is third in the nation, and three INTs, which is tied for 32nd in the nation. So 24 TDs to three INTs, not too shabby in numbers. But uh, DJ, you got those trends pulled up? I do. So Tennessee this season is four and three straight up three and four against the spread and four and three at hitting the over uh, on the road. They're one and one uh, straight up one and one against the spread and one and one at hitting the over uh, on the flip side, Alabama six and one this season, four and three at covering the spread and three and three at hitting the over uh, and then three and zero oh at home straight up two and one against the spread and two and one at hitting the over uh, Alabama's averaging 45 points while only giving up 20 and Tennessee is averaging 39 points while only giving up 22 and a half. But they do give up 31 points on the road. They get Their defense gets a little worse on the road. And then historically speaking, I mean, obviously Alabama just kind of dominated. They're 2-0 uh, in the last three uh, three years against them. Uh, the under is 2-2, two and two, though. Uh, but, again, different teams. But sometimes there are trends there. But, yeah, what do you got for a pick on this one, Kyle? Um, I mean, T- Tennessee, I believe has lost one game, maybe, maybe, no, they lost one game to Florida, I believe. And if they lost another game, it's, it's slipping my mind, but I mean, they got smoked by Florida. The teams that they've beaten aren't very, aren't very good. Alabama is way better than Florida and Florida beat them by 20. I'm taking Alabama in the spread. Yeah. It, it's the thing that spread is pretty big. What? 25 and a half. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty big spread. Uh, I, I think Alabama covers, but I'm a little nervous. I'm actually kind of leaning towards the over here. I mean, Alabama averages 45 and 51 at home. I think Alabama is going to drop a 55 burger, which means we just need two or three touchdowns out of Tennessee. Uh, you know, I, I think the over is the move here, 67. I think Alabama almost hits it themselves, and we just need a little help from Tennessee, just a little help. 21 points, and if Tennessee scores 21, we hit the over. That's what's going to happen, so I'm, I'm riding the over. All right, and DG, what do you got for this game? 
All right. Well, I want to go four units on the money line. And I want to go one unit on the over. Because, um, I mean, because, you know, like, you, when you look at Bama and what they did against A&M, they didn't show up for that game at all. And you can argue that they played down to their opponent. They got it back on track um, last week. And, you know, I, I just feel like um, they're going to keep it going. Um, I, I think that uh, that Bryce Young is going to throw for 350 and at least three scores. All right. That's I was going to say it's a hot take, but truthfully, that's not that hot of a take. I know. <laughs> that's going out on a tree. <laughs> I like that saying. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's stick with this college football train. So we got um, number ten Oregon at UCLA. That's where uh, College Game Day is going to be. If you're watching College Game Day, uh, Saturday at two thirty on ABC. Line right now UCLA minus two and a half and an over under fifty nine. <clears throat> uh, for me, for for players to watch for Oregon, I'm actually going to go on the defensive end. I'm going to go with Noah Sowell, their linebacker. This kid's a freshman and is leading that Oregon team in both tackles and sacks on the year, which is unbelievable. Like Oregon's going to score quite a bit, but if that defense can get to UCLA, that it, it's game over. Like Sowell needs to make a statement and put some pressure on DTR. He needs to, he needs to make sure that uh, Charbonnet doesn't run all over the team. So if, if Sowell can have a really, really good game, I think Oregon will, will pull off the, the upset which is crazy that they're underdogs, but still nonetheless. But Sowell in the year, 54 tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble. And then for UCLA, uh, Zach, I mentioned him before, uh, and, and I might have said his last name wrong, but Zach Charbonnet, uh, Oregon's defense is 80th in the country in rushing defense. If he can get going and give DTR some options and make the defense respect both the run and the pass, I think UCLA covers pretty easily here, but just on the year, he has 109 carries for 697 yards and seven TDs. Um, DJ, what do we got for trends for this game? Yeah, so Oregon this season, five and one straight up, two and four against the spread, and two and four at hitting the over. Uh, one and one on the road, and one and one against the spread on the road, and then 0 oh and two at hitting the over on the road. Uh, UCLA five and two straight up five and two against the spread. They've been a unit this season, but uh, in the over under, they are three and four uh, and then home games, two and two straight up two and two against the spread and three and one at hitting the over uh, Oregon averages 33.8 uh, points and allows 21 while UCLA scores 33.6 and allows 25.1. Uh, so I'll, I'll go first here. I'll lead it off. The over-under set at like 60-ish. That is just seems ridiculously low. I mean, Oregon – or not Oregon. UCLA at home it averages 35.5 points and gives up 29. Like, I, this is going to be uh, Pac-12 after dark, even though I know it's not a night game. This is going to be just scoring on scoring. I, I think there's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be back and forth. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the over of, of 60.5. If it was higher, I think it should be higher. It doesn't make – I don't, are their defenses that good? I Maybe they're better than I, I'm giving them credit for, but I just see these, these two high scoring. I mean, they both average over 33. I, I think this over hits easily. I mean, if you watch the college football uh, central show, you knew where me and DJ were going to go. I mean, the, the fact that this game is under 60 points is ridiculous. There, there's going to be 65 minimum scored, scored this game. That's, so that's a lot almost. I and I don't say that L word very often on this show, but I'm being serious. That is a lock. I'm I love the over 59. All right. And DG, what do you got for this game? I too love the over. Um, let's say that as the Rose Bowl so far this year, on average, um, between well, uh, between the Bruins and their opponents. Um, there's an average of 65.3 points per game scored there. So 
Um, on DraftKings, it's a 60.5. So I'm going to bang the over as well. Um, I, I'll take two units on the over and three units on the Ducks to win. All right. Yeah, I, I think that's crazy. I, I guess because UCLA is at home, but I just I thought that was kind of weird that Oregon's number 10 and they're underdogs in this game. Right. Um, I, I've, well, um, I think that you do have to uh, take into consideration uh, that they just barely won um, their game that they played what last what, like like Friday, I think it was, or Thursday. Oh, yeah. Who do they who do they play again? I'm trying to. Oh God! Um, Number, uh, Cal. Yep. Cal, there you go. Yeah, and they yeah. barely won that game. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so I'm I'm thinking that they're probably uh, taking something like that into consideration, and then conference games like they're always tough. So I'm pretty sure that both teams are gonna be locked in for uh, you know this game but i still think uh, that the ducks should not be dogs <laughs> yep i agree okay well let's uh go from college football to the nfl we got a probably the best game which is cr- crazy that this game's at at noon but probably the best game in the of nfl this week between the Bengals, who are four and two on the year and the ravens that are five and one on the year uh playing sunday october 24th at noon on cbs Line right now is Ravens minus six and a half and an over under of 47 and a half. Uh, as, far, as far as players to watch for me for the Bengals, you got to look at Jamar Chase. I mean, he's a big, big deep ball threat for the Bengals. He's averaging over 20 and a half yards per reception this year. He's been one of Joe Burrow's, one of, one of Joe Burrow's favorite targets this year. So seeing how he does up against a challenge, because he's going to probably go up against Marlon Humphrey. And that's a solid cornerback on the year. So if he can stand up to the challenge, I think the Bengals could uh, pull off the upset. But just on the year, uh, Jamar Chase has 27 receptions on 41 targets with 553 yards and five TDs. And then for the Ravens, obviously, you got to see how Lamar Jackson is going to play. He's been the MVP this season for that team, and they're relying on them to be successful. Like when he gets going, the team rallies. Like look at look at Monday night a few weeks ago whenever he – uh, got going a little bit. The team got behind him, and they end up upsetting the Colts. <clears throat> He's also getting his jersey retired at Louisville. He just got that announcement, so I just think he comes out and has a – so it'll be interesting to see if he comes out and has a really, really solid day. But just in the year, he's passed for 1,686 yards, nine TDs, and he has 392 rushing yards and two rushing two TDs on the year. So, um, uh, DJ, what do we got for trends for this game? Yeah, so as you mentioned, the Bengals four and two on the season, three and three at covering the spread, and one and five at hitting the over. They are an under machine. Uh, road games, they are two and one straight up, two and one against the spread, and zero oh and three at hitting the over. And then on the flip side, Baltimore five and one straight up, three and three against the spread, three and three uh, at hitting the over. And then home games, 3-0 straight up, 2-1 against the spread, and 2-1 and at hitting the over. On the season, the Bengals are averaging 24.7 points and only allowing 18.5. And, and the Ravens are scoring 28.3 points a game and only allowing 20.5. Uh, so for me, when I bet NFL, I do the opposite of what makes sense. Because when I do what makes sense, I always lose. Uh, so case in point, the Titans last night. Why would the Bills not, or two nights ago, I guess, why would the Bills not just, like, why would you not assume the Bills were going to roll? So I bet on the Titans and the Titans cover. Like, you just do the opposite of what makes sense. Um, and it, it's it's worked for me. It's the first time I've had a, a profitable NFL season. So, because the NFL is just whack. So to me, Baltimore has when Lamar Jackson steps on the field, he's the most athletic dude and he plays the most important position. And when you have a guy like that, I just think at home with their defense, I think it's, I think it's just so it gives you such an advantage. So why would I not want Baltimore minus six? So that now I'm riding with the Bengals plus six, because it's the opposite of what makes sense. And the Bengals will cover. I just, it's going to be a low scoring game. I think over under set at 47 seems low to me, but 
the Bengals defense has been good this season. But, yeah, I, I got to go opposite of what makes sense. Everyone and their mothers going to be betting on Baltimore. I'm going the opposite. I'm going with the Bengals. Uh, let's hope it works. Uh, for, first of all, DJ, that Monday night pick, great pick, by the way. That worked out so well for you. Great, great pick. But, um, yeah, I'm – I'm going to actually stick with the obvious here. I just think that the the Ravens are so solid this year. I think they're going to be uh, a team to mess with in the AFC this year. They've been hungry for a long, long time, haven't gotten very far. I don't think they've gotten to the AFC championship in a real long time. So I just think that the Ravens are out for blood right now, and they're trying to make a point this season. Why not make a point against a team that's 4-2? and two? I think the, the Ravens cover this spread. So that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, DG, what do you got for this game? I've got the Ravens winning. Um, I'll take. No, you know what? No, no, no. Because at, at some point, at some point, this team being a hodgepodge of guys has to come into effect. They have like 6,000 players that are hurt. <laughs> For the year, <laughs> at some point, at some point, someone else has to beat them. So I'm going to take three units on the Bengals, and I want um, two units on the over. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I feel like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and um, Joe, Joe, Joe Mixon, I, th- I think that they're going to figure it out and they're going to put it together. They're going to go into Baltimore and they're going to come out victorious. Let's go. All right. I like it. Are you going three units on the money line or three units on Bengals plus six? Three units on the money line. Okay. Okay. I like that's that. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Get a little money back. We, we, we respect people like that that take risks on this show. We respect that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You got to take risks to get paid. You know that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, gentlemen, the NBA season's upon us. I know uh, it's nice to be able to have a more diversity again. It's something that we've been looking at the network for a long time, but the NBA is back. So let's talk about an opening game between uh, the 76ers and the Pelicans. Uh, game time Wednesday, uh, October 20th at uh, – uh, 710 the line right now 76 is minus three and a half and an over under of 226 and a half before we get into this game I got to ask you guys what do you think of this whole Ben Simmons situation that's going on he got kicked out of practice he's suspended for this game so he won't be playing this game what's everyone's thoughts about it DG you go first I think if you if you look at the history of rich Paul clients which Ben Simmons is they find ways to get traded to teams on the West Coast. That, that, that's, that's just what they do. And I feel like this is all some master plan to get Ben traded. I don't think that he's getting traded to like um to like the the Lakers or you know, nothing like that. But I do feel like he's going to find his way out of a field. That, that's a fair point. Uh, DJ, I know you have various opinions about Mr. Simmons, but uh, <laughs> I got, what are your thoughts about this? I got beef with Simmons. I don't like him at all. I think he's a clown. Um, I, I don't think he's good. He hasn't gotten better since college. I mean, I, I don't like him at all. And it started when he was a sophomore, like sophomore year in the NBA. So his second year in the NBA, and he won rookie of the year. That was the first time I had beef. I was like, what? This dude's been in the league two years. How does he win rookie of the year? I, I had beef with that. And he just hasn't learned how to shoot. Like, dude, what do you do in the offseason? Like, I taught myself how to shoot. It's not hard. I didn't have the resources you had. I don't have shooting coaches. I can't go to the gym every day. Like, I, and the dude hasn't learned how to shoot. It's ridiculous. Is he a great facilitator? Yes. Does he play good defense? Yes. Is he athletic? Like, can he do a lot of good things? Yes. But has he improved? No. The whole thing, I, I he's I think he's toxic to that organization, but I also think the 76ers are toxic to themselves. Like, they've really just messed up. I mean, they destroyed Markel Fultz. Do you not remember Markel Fultz coming out of college? Everyone's like, this guy's so good. They destroyed him. His shot got ruined. Yeah, I, I'm done with the 76ers. I, I respect Embiid because he's actually good, even though he's always hurt. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm done with the Sixers. I'm done with Simmons. I, and no one wants to trade for him because no one wants to give up the value that 76ers want. You know, they're acting like he's a 95 overall. They're not, they're not getting what, like three first? No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. It's not That's happening. not happening. <laughs> and not they're happening. like, we can't trade him. Well, you got to lower your, your expectations. Like the dude can't shoot. So you need a team that needs a point guard. But it has to be a point guard that can't shoot. Like, even Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball taught himself how to shoot. Did you see his numbers yeah. last season? He Lonzo sure Ball was stroking it. Like, I, I actually respect Lonzo now. I used to hate him. I respect him now because he's, he's grown. He's progressed. He's gotten better. Oh, right. Now you got me hot, Kyle. The 76ers are just a joke. I think I remember, like, they tried trading Simmons to the Warriors, but, like, they off they wanted, like, I think they wanted Curry and they wanted, like, two first-rounders. Like, are you kidding me? there's you want to talk about night and day difference between players that's steph curry and ben simmons yeah anyway nonetheless dj there we're all going to go on a mic drop here if we if we keep this going but um nonetheless enough of the analysis um i think with the with the whole simmons situation going down i think there's some uh controversy in the locker room i think there's going to be a lot of uh, heads not on right, so I like the I like the underdogs here. I'm taking the Pelicans to win this game. I I, I think there's a lot going on in the 76ers locker room. Uh, the thing I really like early in the NBA season is I'm kind of a big fan of unders, and I hate betting unders, but I think a lot of people get hyped for NBA and like all oh, these dudes are going to come. And usually, offense is a little bit slower, whereas defense is there. And I think these are two defensive oriented teams. Uh, you know, the 76ers don't have a ton of scoring abilities other than Embiid himself, and the Pelicans have a very like defensive minded team as well. Uh, I think I think this under hits easily. Honestly, I, I'm actually a big fan of it. And like I said, early, you know, you, NBA starts, like, oh, let's bet the over. Let's see made threes. And then you watch and it's just, they're sloppy. They're, they're passing and dudes aren't cutting at the right time. And it's just, you got to get in a rhythm with guys in live game action. Like preseason games don't really simulate that as well when it actually matters. Uh, so I think unders are kind of the move early in the season, especially when they're, when the over set a little too high. Uh, I, just a side note, the, the game tonight, as we record the Bucks and the Nets, that over-under started at 40, and by the time the game tipped off, I think it was down to 233. Like, people want to bet the over right away, but it's not, you know, it just it's just not how it works. So I, I love the under here, and I, I would sprinkle a little on the Pelicans' money line. I like home underdogs. Home underdogs, they're, they're the way to go. So that's what I'm playing on this NBA. But I'm terrible. I'm the worst. Let me just disclaim. I'm the worst NBA better of all time. So don't, don't come to me for NBA bets. <laughs> All right, DG, what do you got for this game? I think that Joel Embiid is going to come up big this game. I think um, all they have to do is shut down Brandon Ingram, and I think that that's going to be enough um, because um, if I'm not mistaken, um, Zion is not playing in this game. So if he's not playing, then I want five units on Philly. See, I didn't realize Zion wasn't going to play. So that makes me want to change my pick a little bit now. I wasn't under the impression. Is he? I wonder if he's hurt or if it's. Per, do you do you know at all, DG? Um, he's um he has a uh, foot injury. Okay, nope. Because that makes me kind of want to change my pick a little bit. So. Yeah, but. it's saying it's saying Zion's out indefinitely as he works off uh off season foot surgery, so he's out for a while. Oh. Like, I feel right. bad. That dude would be so good if he could just stay healthy. Like, I, I just like I just want to watch him play. Like, I think he's not a generational talent because that's obviously LeBron, Kobe, those works. Um, right. But, yeah. yeah, but Zion's just – as a – well, I guess you're not a Bulls guy. Or are you a Bulls guy? Pacers guy. Pacers, okay. Hey, Paul George at 24. Number 24, Paul George, was one of my mm-hmm. favorite. PG-13, yeah. I hate. I hate PG-13. <laughs> But PG twenty four. Oh, now um, I I, I uh, saw them play twice when uh, he was still here. The first game he showed up, but then um, I I, th- I think the s- second game that um that I saw him play was versus um I, I, th- I think I think it was um the last year that um KD and w- w- Westbrook were, were uh, together, and he did not show up for that game at all. Hmm. 
he used to be so clutch in the playoffs. Like PG twenty four, he was the only one battling LeBron for forever. It felt like. I mean, he had yeah, help, yeah. but oh man, and then he just kind of just fell off. I mean, once Dame waved goodbye at him after he made the game winner, his oh. eye kind of went down. <laughs> Broke him. But in fairness, though, he's he still had a great year, though. Last 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 season. Yeah. Oh, he's for sure. He's a great player, but it's just right. like, dude, you got to You got to show up more consistently in the playoffs. Like you just have to, yeah. that's, that's where the boys become men in the playoffs. That's, true. that's, that's, that's true. how it is. But yeah, yeah. that's what's good. But Hey, I tell, I tell you what, DG though, it was great having you on. We're glad we were able to Thanks, get brother. you on. You had a, do you want to give your, uh, your Twitter, Twitter handle, Twitter handle a shout out? Because I know you just started that up here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, um, hold on. It's, it's, uh, at, DG bets on Twitter uh, at um capital D lowercase G capital B and then um lo- lo- lowercase uh, ETS on Twitter. Perfect. Sounds Let's good. Go. It was great. Great having you on. Good luck on the podcast. Like I said, we'll try, we'll try and get you, get you involved with the network. I think the guys are really, really like, yeah. Thanks brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, sure. yeah, it's a great network. Everyone's just trying to everyone's just trying to have fun betting. Like it's just we're we're all have one common goal. Like it's no, that's right. <laughs> build build up, build up, you know. And so it's, 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 uh, games. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, DJ, you want to wrap up the show for us? Yep, to wrap up our show, as always, we have our daily lock articles um on the or daily articles posted on the codasportscappers.com. I know everyone's doing articles. I mean, I, yeah, everyone's getting involved, which is awesome. I mean, we got, we're just growing here and we got all different cappers, all different perspectives. So read the article. If you disagree, if you agree, I mean, always tweet at any of us too, because they, people love to, I mean, they'll, they'll start a whole Twitter thing and they'll, they'll reply to you. Uh, and then again, follow our Twitter specifically at feud gambling, see my and Kyle's picks for the day, our units, what we're doing, kind of how everything's going. And then our next podcast, which will drop next Wednesday on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And then, man, the the Coda Sports Network has just got all the podcasts. So we got the OG, the Mount Lockmore podcast with Pace and B-Russ. We got the other podcast I'm involved with, High and Inside with Alex Long and JT. The Gabacho Baracho podcast with Corey Adair, Don Thomas, and Dan Angle, which is a soccer-based podcast. We got the College Football Central show on YouTube with Kyle, myself, Pace, B-Russ, Soup, and Dan. Uh, the Throwing Bows podcast, uh, which is a UFC-based podcast with uh, uh, Vlon Vluk and Choke or whatever. I can't even say it. But, yeah, uh, Josh Dillon. And then, uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, DG is going to get a podcast here soon. I mean, we're just yeah. always growing, always growing. And then the other capper social media, we got Coda Capper Pace. Uh, at brus35 at pumba cakes at campbell d josh at dan angle or angel uh, 11 at cheapy buttinger and then my specific twitter at dj low 4422 and kyle wrap it up buddy as always you can find me on twitter at comb dog thank you for listening tune in next week we should have our, our last guest picker of the year next week so be sure to tune in and we will see you next time